I am. Jesus said, I am. Today we are finishing up that study when we look at Jesus said, I am the true vine. But before we get into John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, let's set the, the context of this. We turn, first of all, to Isaiah 5. And we look at verses 1, 2, and 7. Isaiah chapter 5. We want to set the context for the scripture that we're looking at. Isaiah 5, verse 1. Now we sing... Now, let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. Talking about God's vineyard now. My beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and, and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. And he separated and expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. Verse 7 For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but found oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. So here, God's vineyard was to be Israel to produce the good grapes. And if you read the Old Testament, they didn't do that. They messed it all up. They, they were looking out for themselves and got into trouble every time. So, here we have Jesus now over in John chapter 15, starting with verse 1. He says, I am the true vine. Now, I'm the one, not Israel. I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that, that, that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this the Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Jesus said, I am the true vine, Israel is not. I am the vine. I have to come and show you how to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. So, Jesus said, listen, don't worry about it. You're already clean. In verse 3, because I've spoken this word before you, you're already clean. Don't worry about trying to get yourself straight. You're already made that way. Hmm. <laughs> so, here's, 
I want you to abide in me, Jesus said, and so that you can go and bear fruit. Now, you got to realize that no matter what you plan, what you try to accomplish in yourself is not going to work. You've got to come and abide in me so that you can bear fruit. Uh, have you ever seen a branch go off by itself? And bear fruit? No, it had to be attached to the vine. That's the only way the branch is going to bear fruit. Mm. It's the vine through the branch that produces the fruit that you bear. Okay? So it's Jesus through you that you are able then to bear fruit. He produces it through you. You bear it for His glory. Hallelujah. So he said, listen, you, he came plain to what I said, listen, you can't do anything without me. It's not you, you try and you'll try and try and you're not, you may get some maybe accomplished just a but you're just not going to get it done like it should be. You're going to try. So, uh, if you do not abide, then you're not going to be productive for the kingdom of God. That's what verses 2 and 6 are telling us. You've got to make sure that what you're doing is going to further the kingdom of God upon the face of the earth. So, now the good news is that, hey, yeah, I'm going to bear fruit for Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and, uh, boy, I'm going to do that. That's what he called me to do. And uh, hallelujah. Uh, guess what? If you continue to bear fruit, uh, he's going to cut you back so you can bear more fruit. Oh, I didn't want to go to the pruning process. I mean, I just want to bear fruit, Jesus. Don't you got to prune me for? Isn't that what you have to do with plants anyway? I mean, I I, I live in a neighborhood where the, the uh, grounds crew, they come through in the fall of the year and cut things back. So that when spring comes, it flourishes greater. It flourishes again to produce what it meant to produce. So even though even though you may not be, oh, I don't go through this pruning process. It hurts. It's good. I'm trying to. Can you help me, Lord, to get me out of this? Said no. You must go through it. You got to go through it. It's for your benefit. Hallelujah. It's like uh, um, raising uh, some children. Well, we should say the word rear. Rearing the children. Uh, you don't raise them because you didn't put them in the ground and just raise them. But uh, you're teaching them how to grow and teaching them what to do is right and wrong. And what happens when they get off and do something wrong? You say, oh, that's okay. Just go ahead. No, you don't do that. You... Bring some punishment upon them to be able to prune them back so that they can then go on and become better at what you want them to do. So, when you... Now, now I'm in favor of spanking. And uh, I, I wouldn't uh, use my hand. I'd have a nice little paddle. And I wouldn't hurt them, you know. And, I, and I'd always go through and, and, and say, 
Now, son or daughter, now, uh, you bend over, and I'm going to have to punish you, and this is for your good. And they look at me, and for my good, I am one going to be hurting here, and you say it's for my good. <laughs> it is. It's always good for the child to be disciplined in some way so that they can better live according to the way you will teach them, the way God wants them to be. That's what God does with it. That's what our Father does with us. He will uh, spank us, <laughs> prune us, whatever it takes, so that we can bear more fruit for Him. Uh, well, that's exciting, isn't it? Uh, why did you teach on this, Frank? Why did you just go on and go somewhere else? Well, Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches, and we got to get this job done to spread the good news. Hallelujah. So then, how can I bear fruit for Jesus? Uh, let's turn over to Song 1. There you go. You knew I was going to go somewhere else. If you've been listening to me enough, you know I'm going to be looking at the words, going to explain the word. Song 1. I love that song. Verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. First of all, to bear fruit. To bear fruit for Jesus, you cannot walk the way of the world. Because the way of the world is going opposite of what Jesus wants. Uh, I heard a teaching this morning that with all the stuff that's going on in this country today, that uh, the, the reason that it's happening is that the the people are going away from what God wants, from the Word of God, and not listening to what God is saying. They're listening to what people are saying, and they're walking in that direction. So you cannot walk according to the, the way of sinners, the ungodly, the way of the world. You won't be able to bear fruit for the kingdom of God if you do that. All right, let's look now at verse 2. Second thing. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law he meditates day and night. So don't walk according to the world, but meditate in the Word. Meditate. i got to concentrate on what the Word of God is saying. What does that mean? I'm going to reflect on what it's saying to me. I'm going to mutter. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, what does that mean? God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm going to mutter. Um, I'm reading a new devotional now. And guess what? I'm reading it out loud to myself. Why? Because I want to hear it. Sometimes when I read things and don't read it out loud, my mind wanders. Hmm. So I'm going to meditate on what's being said in the Word of God by reading it out loud just so that I can hear it. And then I'm not just going to read it. I'm going to, what is that saying to me? How does that apply to me today? And, uh, and the great thing about it is that everything I'm reading out of this new, <laughs> I don't know if it's a great thing or not, but every day God's speaking to me. This is the area you need to change in. This is what you need to be doing, Frank. This is how it needs to be accomplished. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I bought this thing. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's rich. 
but it hits hard. <laughs> it's God speaking directly to you. And that's what you want. When you get into the Word of God, you want God to speak to you. Meditate on His delight is in the law of the Lord. Yeah, my delight is in the Word. I'm not coming to, oh, i got to read a scripture again today. You know, because you know, the pastor said we're going to read through the Bible this year. Huh? Well, don't do it then. If you're going to have that attitude, you're not going to get anything. Come and, oh, praise the Lord, I get to hear what God's saying to me today. Hallelujah. Come with delight and just know that He's going to speak to you. And it says to meditate on it uh, just for a few minutes. No, it says meditate day and night. Day and night? How in the world is that going to be possible? Yeah, meditate it when you get up in the morning. Meditate it when you go through the day. Meditate on it when you get ready to go to bed. Meditate on it even when you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, what is God saying? Think of all that. It's benefit so that what? You can bear fruit. Not to attain knowledge. Not to be, I know what God's saying. Boy, let me teach you something. No. God's teaching you how to bear fruit. For the kingdom of God, the best way to bear it. Hallelujah. So, Jesus said, now you've got to abide in, in Him. Well, who is Him? Who is Jesus? Jesus said, I'm the Word. Uh-huh. So I'm going to abide in the Word. And then, and then, uh, chapter, I mean, verse 7 of John 7, it says, Then you can ask what you will, and it shall be done of you for you. So we take that out of context a lot, don't we? But the thing of it is, it's there to bear fruit. After I abide in the Word, after I know I'm to bear fruit, I'm going to ask what God wants me to do. I'm going to, what I desire is to bear fruit, and God, I want you to show me today how to bear that fruit, and He'll get it accomplished in me. Yeah, that's, that's great. See, it's not about you. It's all about Him. It's a nice T-shirt I had one time. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, first of all, don't walk the way of the world. Uh, meditate in the Word. Now, what's the third thing in Psalms that says, uh, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf all shall not wither, and whatever He does shall prosper. Woo! So, why? My, I gotta say, if I don't walk the way of the world, if I meditate in the Word of God and walk according to what He wants, then I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers bearing fruit for Him and that I'm not going to wither at all and I'm, whatever I do is going to prosper. Prosper for who? For Him. For the kingdom of God. And in doing that, He causes me to prosper so that I can carry on more bearing fruit for Him. That's what it's all about. The money that I have in my wallet is not for me. It's to make sure that I can bear fruit for Him. My need is met. I don't have to worry about that. Now I can go off and bear fruit for Him. Hallelujah. So, I remember one time I was taking a Hebrew class at Southeastern Baptist Seminary. That's all i got to say about that school. Um, it, um, at that time, it was the liberalist, liberalist, liberal, liberal. It was liberal. 
But now I believe it's changed. I don't know. But I was sitting outside for my, after my Hebrew class, and this woman came up, comes up to me. I just seen her in class. I had I never met her. She comes up to me and says, Frank, you're going to be a fruit-bearing tree. I said, what? How do you know that? She said, your name, last name in Hebrew looks like a tree. And you're going to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Well, I had no idea what that meant. But that took place. Even in Raleigh, North Carolina, where we, I was living at the time, attending school, at school was at Wake Forest, North Carolina. And Frankie and I were living there. Frankie was working. And uh, we decided to go out one time to a church. We'd always pray and say, God, send us where we to be, uh, where you want us to go and, and uh, worship you. And he sent us to Longview United Methodist Church. And we walked in and sat down and people looked fine and everything and listened to the preacher give a nice, nice, I mean, beautiful book report. It wasn't the Bible, but it was a book report. And we walked out and said, God, I think you made a mistake. You don't warn us here, really? He said, yes, I do. Why? Because there were certain people in there that needed Jesus. They needed Jesus. Now, Frankie, this week, talked to the woman that we met back in, we were attending the school in 76 through 77. Frankie talked to the woman that we met, and she told Frankie, listen, you came over to our house and told us about Jesus and being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And guess what? That changed my life and my husband's life, and it's changed forever. What happened? Well, it didn't look like there was anything worth going to that church. But that's not the situation. You go and bear fruit where God sends you, whether or not it looks like it's ripe or not, or looks like it's going to benefit. It's where He has you to bear fruit, and wherever that is, it will bring beneficial fruit into someone's life that will change their life forever. Now, I, I am so proud that God gave me the opportunity to do that for His glory, for the, for the kingdom of God. I didn't know that was taking place until now. I mean, what, how long ago? Was, uh, 40-some years ago? 43 years ago? See, you don't know what you're doing. When you go out and, and bear fruit for the kingdom of God, you're making long-term results into someone's life that you may never meet. You may never hear the results, but one day you will when you get to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll come, you'll come up and say, hey, hey, Joe, you remember that time I sent you out there? And uh, guess what? Because of you going and bearing fruit, that person's right here. Here he is right here. Standing with you. You see... That's what's important, to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. That's the only reason we're here. There's no other reason. It's not for me. It's to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 8. 
Oh, hallelujah. Verse 8. Hey, here we go. We're getting there. Pretty good. Verse 8. Well, no. Oh, verse 18. I'm sorry. Even with glasses on, it's hard to read. Uh, of His own will He, uh, God, brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of His creatures. You see, uh, in the Old Testament, they, the Israelites were supposed to have been bearing fruit. didn't work. Jesus came and initiated bearing fruit. He showed us how to go about <clears throat> Excuse me. And now we are the first fruits of a greater harvest that's coming. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine something greater? Yeah, I can because the way times are going, there's going to be a greater harvest than ever before. Because the Word of God's going to get out. Why? Because of you. Because you're going to go out and bear fruit and change this world. Hallelujah. You mean I can change the world? Yes, you can change the world. No matter what's going on, you have the power within you to change the world, to bear fruit that's going to oh, come in and knock people over and to, wow, just consume them and who they are in Christ Jesus. So, we have to go out and bear fruit for the glory of our Heavenly Father. Now, remember how we started all this in the I Am's. Remember now, we said, Jesus said, now, I am the bread. So what do you do? You partake of the bread of Jesus. And then he goes on and says, I am the light. The partaking of Jesus brings us to the light. Then he goes on and says, now, I am the door. The light leads us to where we can see the door to enter into the sheepfold. Hallelujah. Then he says, I am the good shepherd. While in the sheepfold, we learn about the good shepherd, how he tends to his sheep, how he takes care of us. And then he says, listen, I'm the resurrection and the life. So we begin to walk in a new life, a resurrected life that he has for us. And then he says, okay, now that you know all about that, now listen, I am the way. I am the way that you should walk. That's going to lead you to I am the truth, into the truth, that into now I am the life, the life that you should be walking in. Without that, you won't be able to then to understand your true purpose here on this earth is to I am the true vine to, so that you can bear fruit. That's what it's all about. Now, I'm going to read a scripture. We're going to end up with a scripture in Isaiah chapter 6. And I'm going to give you a choice as to what to do. Isaiah chapter 6, starting with verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, as Isaiah saying, and the train of his robe was filled the temple. And that's basically what you've done when you've seen Jesus, haven't you? You just see Him in all His glory. You think, oh gosh, it's just overwhelming, isn't it? And above it stood serpent, one on the head, the six wings, and two covered His face, and two He covered His feet, and with two He flew. 
And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the door were shaken and by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me. Uh, I assume that's what you would feel if you saw all of this. Standing before the glorious presence of God. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to be walking up to, to the Father and say, Hey, hey, thank you. <laughs> no, I think I'll be flat on my face and saying, Oh, Father, to be in your holy presence. Oh, what an honor it is. He felt he was undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and a dwelling of midst of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King. That's capital K. The Lord of hosts. And then one of the serpents flew to me, handing in his hand a, a live coal which he had taken from the thongs of the altar, and he touched my mouth with it. Mm. Behold, as he touched my lips, your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Is that what Jesus did? Yes, he did that for us. Then he touched us and said, Listen, no more. No more sin. I've taken it all. I've taken it all. Now, why did he touch his mouth? Because that's the problem right there, isn't it? <laughs> that's where we sin the most. Yes, it is. We begin to speak it. And no words. You know, I can't tame the tongue. But God can. And he, he did for us. He said, listen, he touched my lips. You're taking away the sin. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Now whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. Will you say that to God today? He's cleansed you. He's purified you. He's taken all the sin that you would ever take upon you. No matter what you face, He's taken it all. He's cleansed you completely by the blood on Calvary's tree. And now he's asking, Whom shall I send to bear fruit for the kingdom of God? Will your answer be, Lord, here am I, send me. That's what he's waiting to hear. Would you do that today? And when you make that decision, how, hallelujah, the power of God will come upon you to where you can bear fruit like never before. Uh, why don't you do that every day? Yeah. Why don't you do that every way? Lord, here am I. Send me. Lord, here am I. Send me. What do you want me to do today? Lord, here am I. Send me. Make that a daily confession unto your Heavenly Father. And He will honor that because He knows your heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. Generation, He gives the joy of His salvation. Oh, God's mercy.